Hey, what's up, everybody? Dis Marco's podcast. Mark Quinn here. And Mark Kinsley, what's happening, y'all? Hey, guess what? This has been a big week. It feels like it's been a big week. Like a big week. Like a lot of announcements. And like I said on a video I posted to the Dos Marcos Facebook page, you, <clears throat> excuse me, um, so the temper Matt Firm thing we're going to get to in a minute, but I think much bigger than that is the fact that you were named CEO at Englander this week. <laughs> you think that's bigger than Way bigger. the possibility the, of Tempur-Pedic and, and Maxis? They might be billion-dollar companies. You, on the other hand, are entirely it's different. very thing. kind of you. Thank you for You're that. welcome. You're welcome. So I said that's the fastest rise to the C-suite maybe in the history of the betting industry you went from like president to CEO in like a minute so explain that well we're all about you know trying to have first you know the first mattress industry podcast sure right and so I figured you know why not try to get another first there well, okay. I mean, but you know, Kevin Toman was yes. the CEO of Englander yes. for a number of years. That kind of paved the path and the board's right. decision to, you know, appoint me as CEO of, of Englander. So it's really exciting. And, you know. But, but when they brought you in as president, were they kind of like, you know, I really don't think he's got a shot at making it, but we're going to give him a chance. Maybe he'll get there. And then if he does, then we're going to give him CEO. Is that how it worked out? I, I don't know. And then you blew him away was... and they were like, after like a week, they're like, man, this guy's really good and we should just make him CEO right away. I think that's how it happened. I, I'm sure it is. In your mind, if that's how it happened, then that's probably true. <laughs> that or, or you saw something you shouldn't have seen. And now you, you always to... think that people have pictures of others that one shouldn't saying. have. What don't people do you have pictures? Have pictures of you? Of, you have pictures, I have of... pictures of you. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, man, I'm joking. I, I know it's because of hard work. I know it's because they value you, all of that good stuff. So yeah, man, congratulations. That's really cool. Thank you very much. And, I appreciate it. And what that. better person could they have to be the the face and the figurehead for that business? So Well, I, I appreciate the uh, the encouragement and everybody that's popped onto LinkedIn. Uh, to send me some congratulations. Thank you very much. It's very nice of you. And those kind words matter. And um, I love this industry because we do build each other up. And um, it's it's given me so many opportunities to to take kind of what's in inside my head and to bring that to life. You know, an Englander. I mean, the honest truth is, Englander right now is in the middle of a major reset. You know, and and I get to be a part. Of, of shifting into the new business that we're going to be going into 2020. And that's incredibly rewarding because in a lot of ways, there's a blank canvas there. And For sure. Sometimes whenever you stare at a blank canvas or a blank sheet of paper, it's pretty intimidating to think, what are we going to do? Uh, how do we make this company that's 125 years old relevant again in the marketplace? Well, you know, to uh, the one that's ever shifting and very dynamic. <laughs> Excuse me, frog in my throat. Um, to their credit, though, they wanted to blow up what they were doing. They brought the right guy in to do that, and uh, you're going to be great. Already have been. You've done a lot already for them. So anyway, I'm excited for you, man. That's really, really cool. I always tell people, though, if you do go on englander.com, don't judge us by that today because we're having to do somewhat, so many fundamental uh, foundational things to the business that will then inform the new web presence that we have that you can't judge us off of the englander.com today or even our social presence. But you know, whenever you look at a business and you're thinking about how do you get to a new place that's meaningful and relevant, there's so much behind the scenes work that has to be done first and in for sure thought process and, and brand building and, and brand definition, all that stuff. So that's so, kind of what we're in the middle of. And then, and then product development, national line. And then you start seeing that stuff come to life. That's a lot. 
It is a lot. What you just said is a lot. So are you still thinking about the rebrand of Englander by Mark Kinsley? Englander. Oh, you're saying that I would have my... Yeah, is that cool? I know you've been toying around with the idea of saying Englander and then, you know, the signature at the end by Mark Kinsley and it'd be like your signature. Well, that would... (laughs) Yes, I, I, when I was like, gonna do. when I, I was thinking maybe by Michael Jordan because I always tried to emulate that M that he yeah right yeah my first name is Mark you I, should ask him before you do that though you think that I, I, I'm just saying because like, I can't put like that triangle logo mm, of him flying through the air I just like on the end of the so. bed all right no hey we are our headquarters is in Chicago though well there you go so so hey man switching gears now nationwide our our prime sponsor uh, I want to talk to you are you aware of their training platform. So I know a little bit about their training platform, um, just based on what we've talked about with Mike Whitaker. And whenever he took me through it, I was thinking to myself, this is the tool for retailers because of the ability to, for, for brands to input everything that they want the RSAs and the retail teams to know. But then what the, the, the RSA and retail teams can do with it was more robust than anything that I come across. Well, the podcast we're doing now is going to be about Temper and Sealy and the reunite, reuniting there, but we're going to do another podcast about training, and that's coming up. So be on the lookout for that. But so I, I'm a big believer in training. It was my first job out of college, and I'm really excited that Nationwide has this training platform because they they've taken the best. So if you think about it, Whirlpool, GE, Temper, Sealy, all the guys that sell products through Nationwide. Um, Pure Care, another one. Um, they have their best trainers go on and create videos, right? And then Nationwide posts them up to their learning platform. And then if you sell, if you're a retailer and you sell one of these items, then you can go on and watch these training videos and become really good from a product knowledge perspective at selling those. And then they gamify it a little bit. So if you do, then you get points. And then you get to go shopping with the, like your gift card from all the points that you've learned or or, or accumulated learn, learn, and earn. learn and earn learn and earn learn i wonder and earn. if they maybe they should use that maybe they i don't know if they have tm T- trademark. learn and earn tm i learn just trademarked that there you go oh did you just <laughs> is that what uh anyway so nationwide um one of their many many things kinsley that they can do for their members so um anyway go check it out if you're a primetime member you're gonna love it they've got a big event coming up in august we've been talking about that so make sure and check it out Primetime Live and their URL. Hit them with the website. Nationwideprimetime.com. And here's the deal. It's August 17th through the 20th. Dos Marcos is going to be in the house. We want to see you there, Nationwide members. Um, And now's the time to book, really. Hotels can book up fast. Flights are going to get more expensive. I get a notification from this app called Hopper that says, hey, your flight is probably going to go up in price or down in price. So either book now or wait to book. And I just got my notification that now was the cheapest flight so i'm about to book myself well they you know they got us the presidential suite there so you know if anyone needs a place to crash they could always come up into our suite yeah didn't you get the like the real world suite <laughs> I, i'm no, pretty I like, i'm pretty sure we're like in the janitor's i was closet, looking at probably. this uh, i was looking at this hotel that um that mike magnuson stayed at whenever he was in vegas and yeah and i'm and i'm like i tell my wife about this hotel so she looks at it and she goes no like so I don't want you coming back with lice. And uh, I'm like, it's not that bad. So I'm texting Magnus. I'm like, it's not that bad, right? But I was looking through the, their different options, and they actually had the real-world suite. Oh, yeah. So they must have filmed there. Well, there you go. We can go stay there. <laughs> so, yeah, join us in New Orleans. It's going to be fun. If you want to check out more, go to Nationwide Primetime. 
Bonfire.com for all the details. It's going to be a blast. We got to gather around that big bonfire. And here we go. Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. Kensley, we have, this is a huge week, um, the much-anticipated reunion of Tempur-Pedic going back on Mattress Firm's floor. Have you heard about this? How many shows over the years, like TV shows, did you watch and it was like, are they going to get together? Are they going to stay apart? Right. Is there somebody else that's going to swoop in and create a love triangle? Ooh, a love triangle. There wasn't... Well, you maybe, I guess, with IMS, that could have been part SSB of it. SSB was part of the triangle, yeah. I guess, right? So they had a lot going on whenever Temper uh, Sealy and Mattress Firm broke up back in early 2017. And I think ever since then, people are like... You got the number one brand in the industry. You have the largest sleep shop in the industry. Can they really stay apart for for very long? And recently, back in April, we saw that Steve Stagner exited as CEO. And since then, it looks like you know things are starting to shake out, um, so that Temper Sealy and Mattress Firm are going to get back together. And and this is like so we've had other podcasts about this topic. So how did it happen? Uh, what were the catalysts leading up to it? And so it does make sense. Um, just there's so much to unpack here. So let's just kind of start. Um, you know, what I think is interesting, and I've been talking to a lot of people about it, is, you know, Tempur-Pedic, when they went off Matt Firm's floor, they went out to other retailers. And I'm sure had all these conversations with people saying, hey, we're out of Matt Firm, but you know what? It's us now, right? We're going to charge together. Let's go forward. Let's lock arms. We're your partner. Uh, we're going to grab the market share, trying to minimize any loss they had from, you know, not being with Mattress Firm anymore. And now, so then the retailer in that market, Temper leaned into, now they're going back on the floor at Mattress Firm. So I would assume that Temper is probably having some conversation with those same retailers that some of them might even be upset over the fact that, oh, you know, man, I've been enjoying the fact that Match Firm hasn't had Tempur-Pedic. And so all the customers in my market come to me when they need it, and now you're giving it back to them. So I know, in part, great news for Tempur-Pedic, but do you think that it's a problem for some of those retailers? Well, if I'm a retail owner and I got comfortable with the fact that the largest sleep shop didn't have a product, the number one product in the country, and I did have it, I'm looking at what could potentially happen to my business, and I'm thinking that through and giving it a really hard look. And yeah, I, I would imagine some people would say, they're upset potentially. Now, how does Temper Sealy deal with those situations? It looked like from a product standpoint, and did you get news that from a product standpoint, there weren't going to be exclusives going back into firm? That, that is my understanding. And so we can get into that in a minute, but you're right. So the Tempur-Pedic product that's going into Mattress Firm isn't going to be exclusive to Mattress Firm. It's going to be a national line, which of course is mapped, right? But don't you remember, Kinsley, that as soon as all this happened, there were some retailers out there that started to advertise big time. We're the only ones that have it, or we're the new biggest Tempur-Pedic retailer in the market. I saw Denver Mattress do a really good job. That's one with of them, right? Putting sure. their foot on the gas pedal with that messaging. Yeah, and so 
Now, uh, you know, they, they won't be able to say that. They'll still be able to say that they carry it. But, and, and so, but here's the reality, right? Tempur-Pedic has done such an amazing job of building value in the brand, which we're also going to talk about in a minute. Um, but their, their brand has so much power and leverage. Like, what's a retailer going to do? I mean, I, I don't see anyone like throwing Tempur-Pedic out because of it. Maybe, maybe they get minimized by a couple of SKUs, possibly. Um, but, you know, what do you think? Like, what's the ramification? Like, what's the downside? And plus, yeah. think about all the business you're picking up with Mattress Firm and, and how bad is it really going to be? And then that goes to, sorry, one more comment. That goes to make decisions that are good for your business, not maybe emotional ones. So if you're mad at temper for that, right? So anyway, go. Yeah, I think if I'm in that position, you almost have to, uh, I would probably be looking at it and saying, okay, this is reality. Good. Good. What do I do with it? So the biggest national sleep shop retailer, Mattress Firm, who's probably, you know, some of the, these sleep shops, major competition, they're going to have the number one brand. Well, good. What's going to happen to that? Well, the odds are very high that, you know, you're going to, if you're temper, you're going to ramp up your national advertising. If you're mattress firm, you're going to trumpet the fact that you have Tempur-Pedic. So you have the number one brand and the number one uh, sleep shop in the country, both putting significant dollars into the marketplace. And what's going to happen is your category awareness is going to shoot through the roof. And what I mean by that is people are going to be thinking about mattresses more than they've thought about mattresses in the past. So if you're more of an independent sleep shop, you might look at that and say, okay, well, if I've done due diligence in my marketplace to keep my, my name out there, then people coming are going to be aware of shopping for a mattress. More people are going to swing my door. I think the door swings will go up just by virtue of this partnership coming back together. So the door swings will go up for every retailer, not just mattress room? Because of the new partnership? Yeah, because I don't think people are one and done whenever they go in to shop for a mattress. I mean, we, we see that people you know, doing the research online, shopping at a few stores, be backs are a common term in the industry. Right. They'll be back because they went to another place to check prices and maybe get a second opinion about what they could potentially purchase. So I, I think that you will see more door swings. And, and it's a weird dynamic right now. I mean, I hear this from so many retailers like, I need more margin points. I need more margin points than I'm getting right now um, for my business to work. And that's because door swings are down. And if door swings are down and they go back up, well, you, you can monkey with your margin points a little bit more. Uh, but your category awareness, I think, is, is going to elevate. We saw this. I mean, the, side, the, the other piece of this where we saw how category awareness impacts your, your shoppers and your marketplace is whenever temper sorry, whenever Mattress Firm started reskinning all the stores they bought under the Mattress Firm brand. Right. When they did that, people that were driving around these towns were like, well, who's Mattress Firm? And then they're like, oh, you know, I haven't thought about buying a mattress, but I really need to buy one. And that, and that drove some local business. That's anecdotal, but it did happen in certain markets where they went to the sleep shop that they recognized just because people were thinking about mattresses. So... I, I, I see what you're saying there. Uh, and I also go back to your comment about it. You know, so the, the rising tide philosophy, kind of what you were saying, I think you're right. If a retailer in the market's done their job and they have the voice and they have a connection with the consumer in their market, Mattress Firm is about to seriously lean into the Tempur-Pedic brand again. So just think about all the ad dollars 
that Tempur-Pedic is going to get uh, and other retailers are going to benefit from when Mattress Firm turns the faucet back on promoting the hell out of the Tempur-Pedic brand again. I think everyone will win. So I think if you're a retailer, yeah, it kind of stinks that Mattress Firm is going to have it and you've enjoyed the traffic from that Tempur-Pedic customer because they can't go to Mattress Firm. However, uh, I also think that um, they're going to benefit because Mattress Firm is going to really bump the market up in terms of uh, Tempur-Pedic voice and that 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 voice of the Tempur-Pedic brand is certainly going to create more interest, right? You know, what it does for me also is it, it sparks this conversation that we've had in the past around are brands relevant or not? So if you look at this, this Mattress Firm Tempur-Pedic split and you think to yourself, well, you know, so many people are like, no, the retailer is the brand. The retailer is the brand. If you really try to be as objective as possible and you had to pick a winner in this divorce, who do you pick? Like who won? Was it Temper Sealy or was it Mattress Firm? Who won? Are you asking? Wow. Well, I, I'd have to say Temper Sealy did. If, if, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna put it that way, um, I think in part it's because Temper Sealy. Well, first of all, Mattress Firm had to go through a bankruptcy, so you can start with that. But it had to go through a bankruptcy. Well, so they, break it down though. Yeah, but so Temper Sealy. Um, you know, leaves their floor. I'm not saying that Mattress Room had to go through bankruptcy because of that event, but... That's what I wanted to get to. Yeah, no, for sure, no. Um, hey, Josh Green, he, he's calling you eye candy, I think. <laughs> How you doing, Josh? You. <laughs> I don't think I. so. Anyway, um, so I think because of... The, they, it, they didn't file because of the divorce, right? But um, they did file because I'm sure that, you know, if you look at the numbers, you know, pre temper Sealy, post temper Sealy, that the numbers had to have dropped. Right. I'm guessing. Uh, and so they did go through a chapter 11, uh, and, you know, being critical of mattress firm there, a lot of their marketing game, um, was Tempur-Pedic, right? So they leaned so heavily into the Tempur-Pedic brand they didn't, in my honest opinion, build their own brand enough. They are a they were a retail store, Kinsley, where you conduct a transaction. They didn't have an emotional connection to the consumer. Tempur-Pedic did. They absolutely did. They built more, you know, just ask me campaign and um, had the confidence of the consumer. They transitioned into um, talking about the way Tempur-Pedic makes you feel as a result of owning it. And they had some fun with their brand. People connected to the Tempur-Pedic brand. And because of that, Tempur-Pedic had the leverage. And I think Tempur-Pedic has the leverage, even though Mattress Firm has 2,500 stores. So I think when Tempur-Pedic certainly took a loss from you know not having that distribution, but they immediately went after a lot of the other retailers, forged other relationships, right, that now as a result, they're still going to get, like whatever those deals are, they still have them. Now they're back at the table with Mattress Firm and I think did it largely on their terms. They weren't giving up big exclusives and things like that. So that's, I don't know, that's a long way around it. We covered a lot there, but what is your opinion? I mean, is there a winner or, I mean, they both lost. Let's look at it that way, but. Yeah, I think there was uh, definitely an L in both columns, depending on how you, you dice it down, but yeah, I think probably, you know, if you, you had to get down to brass tacks, I think, you know, the the temper, we'll call it, we'll say Tempur-Sealy, I kind of think about the Tempur-Pedic brand because that's the one that's 
most relevant in the marketplace for most consumers, but the, the maybe the, the lucky portion of it, or maybe the, the strategic portion of it is that whenever they did break up, you know, Temper Sealy was, was not, um, you know, having to figure out if they were the ones getting paid, because when you go through bankruptcy, some people get paid and some That's people true. don't get paid. Yeah. So they didn't have to weather that storm. And, and while this large sleep shop is trying to unravel this rat's nest of a bankruptcy and are probably highly focused on that, you have, you know, Temper Sealy over here with Tempur-Pedic brand, you know, reorienting themselves and going on the offense. And so if you have somebody that's unraveling parts of their business to figure out what's going to stick and what's not, and over here you have somebody that's able to put their foot on the gas pedal, I mean, that's going to create a winning situation. Uh, I mean, just, just by virtue of where you're putting your focus. And so coming back to the table, you know, they weren't one of the people that had to, you know, sit down and figure out, and, and I'm sure there were parts of that business that were intertwined even, even during bankruptcy proceedings, just because you have two big companies with lots of parts and pieces that, that are connected. But ultimately, uh, you know, they were able to, you know, like you said, forge new relationships with retailers, um, build their brand in a different way, put their, uh, put their money and thought into retail locations, their own, which right? they were right opening at a pretty aggressive rate at last look. And now they're able to come back to the table, like you said, with, um, a brand that is wholly intact. And still, Tempur-Pedic is about the only one that people will not be denied the opportunity to try whenever they come into the mattress market. So allow me to be Sunday or armchair quarterback, backseat yeah. driver. Arms, armchair quarterback. Armchair. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, pick, pick your... Uh, Bad metaphor. Or you pick yeah. your bad metaphor. I don't know. If it's, is it a metaphor? I don't know. Gosh, we'll we'll look it up and we'll edit that. Right? Saying we never yeah. edit yeah. these, so we can't no, we do don't. that. Okay, so just play a game with me, okay? So if mattress firm back when Tempur-Pedic um, was off the floor, if that minute mattress firm says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to build our own brand. We're going to figure out a product to compete with Temper that is better than Tempur-Pedic. The branding is better. The messaging is better. And then they launched that six months after the divorce and spent, so they've been out for two years essentially, right? Um, and then, so they spent, so say six months to develop it. And then they spent a year and a half driving that brand and building value in it. And by the way, I don't mean like, it's easy enough to build a bed, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about building a brand. Killer point of sale, incredible sales training, fantastic marketing, reach out to influencers all over the country, get the Kardashians, I don't care who it is, sleeping on it, get Aubrey Marcus, get Joe Rogan, get Tim Ferriss, all these guys supporting this new killer private label brand from the mattress firm. Um, and, and, and that's what they had done for the last year and a half. And I think they started to try to do that with a therapeutic brand at the end. But if they had done that, fast forward to today, right? And, and they had been advertising it and promoting it. And now they own that intangible asset. Where are they today? What is the difference? Like what impact would that have had? So when I think about scenarios like this, I look at it and I'm like, where would they be today? But 
on a long timeline, where are they going to be in five, 10 years with that initiative? And if you can't stick with it, in my opinion, you're going to have a really tough time um, really bringing a brand to life because there's so much, I mean, there's, there's, it's so different to run a retail store than to run a brand. And so if you don't have that core competency in house where somebody's like, I, I know what it takes to, to think through branding and messaging and product. And I know how to make those things come to life online and resonate with consumers. And then on top of that, they're going to have to shift ad dollars around and then put it into the, the brand marketing that's, that's almost separate or very different from your retail marketing, which mattress firm shifted pretty wholly to kind of price and item marketing. Um, it's just a different core competency. So I, I think I see your point, like, yes, you can build a brand, but there's a reason, like, I want to, I want to know of one retailer that has knocked it out of the park with doing private label brands in our industry. I think there are other industries where you could probably be like, Oh, I had no idea that was a retail brand and they just crushed it. But you have to have people dedicated to it and you have to have a players. Because well, that's who you're competing against. Well, I mean, but there's guys doing it. Look at Living Spaces. Sears had their own private label brand for a long time, and they crushed it. Uh, and and I, I don't know that this is what you're saying, but I reject the idea that... Don't reject me. I'm rejecting you. You're rejecting the idea. The idea, and I'm not sure you even meant it this way, so I'll preface it that way. But um, if... Okay, so let's say Mattress Room has a $300 million ad budget, just for the sake of this discussion. Um I don't think that you have to say, okay, let's carve out X number of dollars from what you're doing to promote the business for a brand build on a private label. I think that a brand build on a private label could include all the strategies you need to drive people into your store, right? So for instance, it's like what we always say. If you're going to do an ad on television and social media in the digital space, build value in something. So it's mattress. So call it Hampton and Rhodes. Here's Hampton and Rhodes. Take two. We were down on Facebook. Well done. Take dose. Take dose. Um, so you, you take the Hampton and Rhodes private label and you do a spot around it and you build value. And this is why it's the best bed on the planet Earth. And then you hit it at the last 10 seconds. Hey, come in now. It's Memorial Day. There's 50% off. We're giving two free pillows away, right? So you're still promoting the business, but you're building value in a brand. I think you can do it all at one time. I don't think you have to, di to divert money away. You see what I'm saying? I think you can. And that's it's what I've talked about in the past with uh, some people that I've worked with. Is like you need to find promotions that magnify your brand. So you could do that with a product brand as well. Like if you had a product, you could find promotions within your retail environment that, that, that magnify your brand and who you are and how, what you stand for. But let me ask you this. Let, let's push on it even more. Why? So Denver Mattress. Sure. Very much um, has you know lots of private label brands. They're the manufacturer in many cases as well. But they do bring in the national brands as well. Why sure. not just have their own private label brands? Well, I've seen it. I've seen it work both ways. Um, and, and you look at Brett Thornton, uh, who has done a terrific job with uh, the Living Spaces uh, stores and doing their own private label. Um, I think you can do both. I really do. As a matter of fact, if it were my store, I would probably do both. I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I think you have your own thing, uh, but you know, build value in the temper brand. Here's, here's what I hope Matt Firm doesn't do. Um, I hope that now that they're bringing Tempur-Pedic in, that, you know, and you've got John Eck, who's a media guy. So you, you got to think that with his skill set, 
that um, they're going to be looking at all of this differently anyway. But I hope what Mattress Firm does is they bring Tempur-Pedic in and they promote that brand. It makes good business sense to do that. But I hope that they that's not all they do. I think that was really such a singular focus for them in the past. I hope that they are um, building more value in the Mattress Firm brand specifically. And by that, I mean connect people to it. You know, they, Matt, you and I both know some really great people at that company. We know the stuff that they're doing for foster children, and the and they they do a great job of promoting that in their social media space. Connect consumers to the heart of who you are. Stop selling beds. Start selling the emotional connection to better sleep and better life. Right, and then drive that Tempur-Pedic brand in addition to that. But make the mattress firm brand the value because I like right now. I think if you're if you have the mattress firm brand on a scale and the Tempur-Pedic brand on the scale, where is it tipping, Kinsley? Tempur-Pedic by far. Yeah. I, I mean, Tempur-Pedic's so. winning that that by far. And that's, you know, not it's not an overnight success. It's a brand that has been Heck no. spending money and had a differentiated product and had a great story and they've been doing it for for decades now. You know, and that's that's what you're up against. And that's why I'm always like you can compete. I mean, there are ways to compete that, you know, I think with creativity and bringing the right team together and being willing to invest, you can compete, but you can't uh, outrun um, history, right? You, no. you, you have a lot of like just institutional knowledge, people that have been pulling the levers, you've been spending your own money, you have people that are advocates and fans. I mean, this is something that's very difficult to recreate. Um, but that doing nothing also isn't an option. So I think it's mapping out your strategy and figuring out, um, you know, and also being realistic. You know, if you if you're a retailer and you're like, this, um, when we look at the marketplace, can we really compete, or should we play our own game and figure out what that is and be the best at it? That's I'm usually in favor of of that scenario. No doubt. Instead um, of trying to be like, all right, I'm going to get in the this game, or I'm Ben Box, and I'm going to be online, and I'm going to have a Tempur-Pedic knockoff and like do everything. I, I don't know. I, that just seems people navigating a very complex world don't want more complexity. They want definition, I think. And they want um, people with the ability to tell, tell a clear story. No question. And um, I think that Tempur-Pedic can help mattress firm bring people in for sure. Um, but mattress firm is the biggest, most dominant retailer in the country. They have a massive ad budget. Um, their story is fantastic, and I don't think they're telling it to the degree that they could. Um, and they have private label products. Their private label, you talk about value. They've got some really good stuff. But here, here's all I would say to anyone. If you're thinking about a private label program, what a private label program isn't is having someone create product for you and putting the product on the floor. It is about every other aspect of that is what is your training process going to be? What is your social media approach going to be? What kind of influencers you're going to have included in that? Um, how are you going to connect people to the heart and soul of the brand and make it something that is preferred over other, over other brands in the market? It's all of that. Uh, and then you create something compelling, right? I mean, it's, it's not just, I think so many people develop a product and put it on the floor and say, they slap a label on it and they say, that's our private label. It's, there's so much more opportunity than, than just doing that. But anyway, so guess what? 
I think I know somebody who's really good at a lot of that stuff. And that, that you would talk. be our new sponsor. I'm, they're still new to me. They, well, they're they are new. Not new as in friends and people that we've known for a long time, but Pure Care. Pure Care sponsoring up the Dos Marcos podcast, and we really appreciate these partnerships because we've talked about this before, but we love just bringing together people we really like and care for, and people that are serving the industry. And Pure Care, uh, the team there, has been doing this for many, many, many years and doing it very well. Talk about likable. I mean, you you shared a story about Arnold and sharing a, a cigar with you on our last episode. And uh, Sean and Sarah um, are very very likable people. We've done work with Sean on the on the um, Better Sleep Council. Jeff is the same kind of guy. They're just super nice people. So I love the fact that they're involved in what we're doing. And uh, Sean and I talk a lot about dogs because we both. Oh yeah. yeah, he's got two big freaking dogs. Oh, yeah, he's got and he's done some training with them. Yeah, I've done some training with my dog. Yeah, actually, I need to get Sean up to speed on the latest of my dog well, training. Okay, and I, my dog's <laughs> trained. He's a frisbee dog, by the way. Oh really? Really? Look yeah. at you, hotshot! Hey, don't you give him like commands that are like baseball? Well, oriented? so he was named after the Cubs. Uh, you know, we're big Cubs fans from Chicago, uh, really Texas initially, but lived in Chicago nine years, 10 years, had our kids there. And we named him Wrigley after Wrigley Field. So um, to, <laughs> so when we want him out of the kitchen, to because he's being annoying, we say, take your base. And he like runs into the other room and sits in a spot. <laughs> if we want him to lay down, we say slide. <laughs> That's great. I love it. <laughs> when we were crate training and when we wanted to go into the trait, we go, go to the dugout. To the dugout. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> anyway, enough of my. That's what I. That's what I call it with Jones. He's got his. Uh, it's a kennel. Yeah. But we were taking him to this little camp thingy. They called it camp. Camp Bow Wow. And we. I didn't know anything about it because I never took. I just would pick him up. And Tara told me she said, uh, "Yeah, they call it a cabin, and all the dogs are campers." And so I started, instead of calling it a cage or a kennel, I'm like, yeah, go to your cabin. Sounds a lot better than, than cage. But anyway, Sean, <laughs> Sean had this dog talent and like, that's actually what got me kind of thinking around dog training. I'm like, this is actually something that would prevent me from losing my well, there sanity. You so let me ask you a question. So before Bergman, Sean, did you ever use the word sleep essentials? No, he, he I actually, didn't either. no, Sean taught, uh, taught me this term. And he wrote a really great article when we were uh, when I was editor of Sleep Geek as part of my job at Leggett. We Sleep Geek had you know all these resources, and we were like, man, we need to do more around the accessories category: sheets, pillows, mattress protectors, toppers, bed frames, all this stuff. And Sean wrote this article that to me, like, was a major mind shift. Which he's like, we need to stop thinking about these things as accessories or add-ons, and think about them as your sleep essentials and it sounds like oh we're going to do a little wordplay here to try and build value in it no think about it your pillow your sheets are they essential are you just going to plop down on your mattress with no sheets no pillows you know if you don't have a protector some people's warranties aren't going to be covered the proper way so the essentials category grew out of that conversation in that article with Sean. And I know he'd been using that language for a long time before that. The power of the words, right? So we, we talked about hybrid and uh, leaned into that hard on our side for the mattress category. Sean doing the same for the sleep essentials. But so, you know, we, we just talked about private label betting and if you're going to do it, do it right. So 360, everything like point is all that stuff. Sean is kind of the same in Sarah with the way they approach pure care. 
And it's not just that they launch a product, but they've got the full meal deal, right? So their training is extensive. Like they have really good training modules to help the RSA understand when to introduce these things into the conversation with the consumer. Uh, so they're really good about selling process and helping people understand that, but also with their displays and all the retail partnerships they have, it's not a, a, you know, here's this thing in a box and take it or leave it. It's they're really great with working with retailers and customizing solutions for them. So anyway, one of many things they get right, but, uh, yeah, we're happy to have them in, in, in uh, the podcast. Yeah. Check sure. out everything that they have to offer at purecare.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll have some more stories and I know Sarah's going to be coming on the podcast here at some point in the near future. So yeah, thanks so much to pure care. This has been kind of a, this, like you said, this has been a big week. A big this week. has been a big week. I mean, so, everything that's happened, you know, like you said, personally, and the possibility of Tempur-Pedic and Mattress Firm getting back together and what that means to the industry. I know we're going to keep our eye on it. And we um, have, you know, we're lucky enough to have people that come to us uh, with good information, good perspective. Um, so we'll kind of follow this as it unfolds and bring you the Dos Marcos perspective. You know, I, I really think, Mark, um, in, you're right, there's going to be a lot more to come. So it, this conversation is probably just getting started. But I really think it's a net positive for everyone. Uh, certainly is for Temper. Certainly is for Mattress Firm. Um, I think it is in a weird way, even though some of the retailers are going to be you know, feeling like they're out. Um, the, the one maybe not so happy about it all is SSB. Um, they, you know, they got, they, when they, when, when Temper Sidley left Matt firm, uh, they had big expectations about volume opportunity. I'm not sure that was fully realized. And now that Temper Sealy is coming back on the floor, here's the thing, Temper, uh, SSB's product, right? There's challenges there. Although, uh, I talked to some people I trust and, uh, on the inside there and, uh, Mr. Swift, their CEO, um, is doing some really good stuff. I hear they're um, really doing some strong things with their strategy and working really hard on their product right now. The product, though, I don't think it's going to compete as well with Temper Sealy on the floor and Stearns and Foster. So I think for the for the current moment, SSB is going to have a real challenge, not only losing SKUs, but, um, you know, the new product, but they're launching, you know, SSB is launching some new stuff in July. They're launching some new stuff in January. So maybe they can turn this into a positive as well. And, you know, it's like anything, man, when you get thrown into a fire, like it forces your hand to like really refocus and, and come out of that stronger. So, uh, let's hope that that's exactly what happens for those guys as well. Well, thanks for everybody for tuning in. And uh, if you have additional uh, thoughts or comments you want to add, you know, head over to Facebook to uh, facebook.com forward slash Dos Marcos podcast. And it's D-O-S-M-A-R-C-O-S podcast. Did we solve anything here today? Uh, I think so. You think we shined light on this at all? I I think that, um, you know, I think we did. And, and I don't, I don't ever want to walk away from conversations like this, like having people say, you guys are overly optimistic, but I do, I do try to encourage an attitude of looking at a situation kind of like Chris Cassidy, the astronaut looks at it and pretty much saying, okay, good. What do we do now? Right. What's next? How do we get as creative as possible within the framework of the environment we're dealing with? And I think you got to bring, continue to bring the right people to the table get perspective, um, broaden that perspective. Like you talked about in your blog, don't listen to one 
one person's perspective whenever the other nine would, you know, completely be different than what that person was telling you. Um, but I, I think that creativity is going to be the order of the day and that's, what's going to win. You know what I think? Great things ahead. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. Ice. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce, now we got it by the leader Well you take a spring and you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back, you don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen to your mattress Get together to do it like I did Everybody get high if you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Nothing short of cheap. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get high Right, listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming When your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no, you need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce, you'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react, then you can't get low We, we got, got that type, type of bounce that won't spill your Merlot So stick with us and you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive is where the magic is And we just killed a song about mattresses